Welcome back to the Canadian Gun Vault Behind the Vault Door. My name is Mark Morelli. I'll be your podcast host. Joining me tonight, none other than podcast Brian. Thank you so much for being here, Brian. Hey, good to see you, Mark. All right. We also have, of course, the lovely Heather. Hello. And we have special guest, Jericho Dave. I like that. Yeah, you like that? Yeah, Jericho, like that. Jericho Davis here. And as well, we have special guest Jay. Jay, thank you so much for being here. Thanks for having me, Mark. Jay's going to add a new dynamic to this uh, <laughs> this podcast. Certainly, we're uh, not used to uh, uh, sitting down with people that uh, have uh, opposing uh, opinions, but uh, certainly I would suggest to you that this young man has uh, plenty to share, and I'm uh, really excited about this. So let's get started. What are we going to talk about? Because you know what? Uh, you know what? Let, let's start with Dave, let, Jericho. Dave, what's your, what are your pronouns? I'm curious about this. Mine are sir and yes, sir. Sir, <laughs> I love it. I love it. I don't have any pronouns. I feel a little left out. But uh, you know, for uh, for everything that's going on these days, I think that people have been waiting quite some time for a podcast from us. I've been uh, really looking forward to doing this. We've uh, had a couple. Yeah, you know, we've had a couple of uh, efforts at it. We've had some problems. I took such a break from it. I forgot to how to use the podcast equipment. Dave has been all over me saying that the cards aren't working right and uh, I must not be setting up the uh, equipment correctly, but it looks like we're uh, in good shape now. We got... Uh, we're on level five. Uh, the uh, volume's good, and uh, yeah, we're ready to go. So, what are some of the topics that are uh, worthy of well, conversation it's tonight? A, it's a day after the new gun freeze. Oh gosh, talk about that. You know what? Let's first of all, let's call it what it is. It's a confiscation. Well, it, it's not a confiscation yet. It's a it's a political move by a bunch of assholes to uh, uh, sell. Uh, their party out like the um, prostitutes they are to a bunch of ill-informed blockheads uh, to get them to vote for them under the somehow uh, ridiculous idea that um, by taking guns away from the people who didn't do anything wrong that we will stop the criminals. And uh, But the problem is, is the statistics and the number crunchers have shown that one or two idiots out there will change their votes for that, and so they, they can have it. Um, you know, uh, all we can do is uh, work towards seeing that this government never sees the light of day after the next election. So, Well, I got to tell you, <clears throat> the freeze is in effect, and of course, <laughs> within 24 hours, we have 10 people. Uh, not, to, uh, not to dismiss it or downplay it, but 10 people in Toronto uh, were shot. Uh, I understand that there was a mass shooting or some kind of shooting that occurred in Toronto and a number of people were injured. What's that? Yeah, you know, once once again, <clears throat> let's call it what it is. Uh, you know what? I'm going to say it uh, flat out. This government is an epic failure in, in every sense. But when it comes to firearms, they have done absolutely nothing to improve public safety. Uh, if anybody out there believes that anything is going to change, and that's that's really the bone of contention I have with this, is that I would be more than willing to give up my lifestyle, my pastime, my passion, if I thought it was going to in any way improve public safety. If anything, what I see is the total opposite happening. They are devoting resources completely away from the areas that it should be. Uh, you know, placed in. And what we're getting is a government that is claiming that they're doing something to improve things when, in fact, uh, they've done the total opposite. If you ask me, right, the idea that they would uh, reduce and uh, 
uh, abolish minimum sentencing and give people a pass when they use firearms illegally or when they smuggle them. They can say that they're going to crack down on these people for serious offenses all they want, but the truth is, okay, they don't. They provided the opportunity. They actually decidedly choose to lower minimum sentencing and not uh, enforce the things that would go after criminals. They they do the opposite, actual opposite. Yeah, so so here we are. Uh, probably the crime rate has never been higher. The crime index rate is, is like ridiculous at this point. There's absolutely no doubt that a crime has been surging and that more violent crime uh, than ever before has been occurring, especially in the major metropolitan centers. And right now they've said that they're going to put a freeze on handguns. How ridiculous. You're going to take a group of people that statistically have never done anything wrong have to be on their best behavior in order to maintain their licenses. And, right, they're going to take away their ability to pass down lawfully owned property to their heirs. I mean, they're interfering with the state law, right? When you think about it, right, you've got people that have come back from world wars and they are no longer going to be able to hand down those items to their family members as they pass. Like, they're interfering with that. And quite honestly, I think it's atrocious and something needs to be done about this. Uh, we're in the position we're in now. There's no question that we have to suffer through this. But uh, the first opportunity we get, we got to elect a new government. That means moving as one voice in one direction. And whether you believe it's worthwhile or not, you have to vote. Okay, I don't care what anybody says. You can sit there and say, well, you know, Pierre Polivier is a WEF shill. You know, you know what? Uh, that was never an issue prior right, to his announcement that he was going to be running, right, for the prime minister of the country uh, or for the leadership of the, uh, the the party. And when that came up right away, I began to think, wow, what a, what a wonderful uh, campaign, smear campaign that they're running on this poor guy. Uh, his, his photograph appeared in a WF uh, website. And, and I don't think that that had ever happened before. And people began talking about that. I don't care who you are. Uh, if you're uh, higher up in politics, you're going to get invited to these things. If he attended and decided that he didn't want anything to do with it, he made... He specifically it. denounced that photo. I, I recall him saying that, that he actually didn't know how they got it or why it was on the site. As far as uh, any previous attendance at meetings, like millions of people have, because it's a massive organization, that particular photo they used, he said he did not give approval for, he didn't know how they got it. Well, I know what I would do. I would throw his picture up there and say, yeah, he's with us. Yeah. Right? I tried to create as much division and discord amongst the people that, that might vote for him as I could. And so to me, it's abundantly clear that it's a smear campaign and, and some people have bought into it. I don't care uh, who you are. It's, it's, it's possible to sway people that way. But at the end of the day, we were begging, begging for Pierre to run. And he finally decided to. And quite frankly, I think something's changed. I really do believe that. Right, that he said no for years to the idea of running for leadership of the party, and then he changed his mind. He's, I don't, he's confident. Yeah, something something's changed. Okay, and uh, this one's for all the marbles, folks. All right, if we lose this one, we're done. And I mean, uh, some people are arguing that we're already done. I don't believe that. Uh, I really do believe we've got to stay positive and we got to move forward again in one direction. Okay, unified. That's the one thing the left have right. Right, is they, they all vote the same way. Whether they like it or not, they do the same thing. And that's where they draw their power. That and, of course, 
The media groups are clearly on their side. We can't get them to talk about anything, uh, you know, meaningful. I just want to say one little thing about social media that I've noticed. I follow a broad spectrum of pages and sites and sources, Telegram, Instagram, and, and various things, and even like news sites. And I've seen in the conversations, in the chats, when it comes to this recent um, handgun announcement and from Americans and Canadians, surprisingly, the overwhelming majority of commenters seem to be saying what we know, which is that this has nothing to do with criminal activity. And I've noted uh, a difference in what I've seen in the discussion compared to, say, like a decade ago, um, that the average person commenting, whether they are uh, in the firearms community or not, the average person is saying this has nothing to do with crime because criminals don't register their weapons and criminals aren't getting their licenses and criminals are not, you know, vetted by the RCMP and owning these weapons. So it, it's encouraging to me if, if there's a ray of hope in this from what I've seen, the average person and across the political spectrum, it seems people are becoming uh, more awake to the idea that this has nothing to do with crime and they're sensing that divide. I I don't know if you knew, Heather, but this week the... uh, Actually, I think it was today or yesterday, the uh, police unions came out and actually... I don't want to use the term they condemned the new legislation because I know they'll do anything that they feel will protect their officers and make their jobs safer. However, um, they publicly stated that they felt that this legislation would in no way improve safety for their officers or the public, which is important. That's the police unions. They're already hard-pressed. I mean, I've been a member of that organization. I was a member of the Hamilton Police Service. I know how short they are, and they've been short for a very long time. All right, people don't realize it, and I'll come come right out and say it, okay? Uh, There are not enough officers out on the street. Okay, they're calling people in from annual leave. You know, it's really horrible to think that they're coming in uh, well below minimum strength numbers out on the road in order to keep officers safe. I've been saying this for years. It's it's absolutely inexcusable. For years, they were telling people there was no money for it. Okay, and 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 there clearly is money. I mean, it's shit. If they don't have it, they can just print it up. Well, I mean, they found money. They found money. Yeah, they don't have. They found money for everything else. Yeah. You know, they found money to... More than we can give. That yeah. was his line, right? Yeah. What what assholes. That guy was hopping up and down on one leg saying, you know what, please, we need your help. And they said to him very clearly, you're just asking for more than we can give. And then they spent like a trillion dollars, 40% of which never made it to anything COVID related, I might add. All right. They admitted that, you know, like like that. That's there. It's very that's clear. Segue into the current discussion about the uh, the app. Oh shit! Fifty four million dollars. Fifty four million dollars. We could somebody somebody out there said we could have made that for you for about sixty thousand. One of the companies that got one point two million has officially declared that they were not involved whatsoever, and they don't know what this is about. Oh my right. god! Maybe it's a way for them to the government to be spreading around that missing money. Yeah, yeah. They, money they say, laundry. oh, they got it, they got it, they got it, they got it, yeah. and hope the companies don't find out that the government said that you know what i've been watching ozark lately and been doing doing a lot of research into money laundering and i gotta i gotta tell you it stinks of something resembling that i i I don't know that 
that and there's there's so many shady things going on. I mean, Mendocino is like backdating documents. Like anybody else would be charged with uttering a forged document. Oh, that was document. just an accident. It was strictly just a clerical oh, accident. Oh shit! They're all accidents. You know what? This is ridiculous. At this point, you know what? You would be absolutely correct if you said to this government, you know, you're you're unbelievably shady at this point. We don't believe anything that you say. We really do have to replace this government at the first earliest convenience. And I used to think that that was going to be something that was going to happen uh, soon. But now, given their current state of, um, what, what's the word? Unpopularity. Crackulence. <laughs> well, I mean, they've shit the bed. I mean, everywhere everywhere you turn, there's a problem. What is- do they still manage our digital voting and all their systems that they control, right? Well, we don't, J- we don't, we don't vote digitally. We still vote using paper. And- we use paper. Yeah, but guess what? It goes into the it back of the machine, the machine yeah. and then guess who picks it up? Elections Canada. Okay, who happened to lose 215,000 votes last election that could have turned the tides of the election? Had so many shady uh, components from people who were not able to vote because they were in line too late, and, and that was disputed in multiple jurisdictions. And the, and the counting, like all of it, is, is so questionable. And at this point, after we watched the U.S. go through what they did, a lot of us don't feel confident that something isn't going to be uh, manipulated when we vote again. Well, wasn't the same Canadian company, uh, didn't they make both? Like, isn't there, wasn't a Canadian company that was involved in the American... Dominion. Yeah, yeah. Dominion, that's right. And don't Headquartered they, don't they in Toronto. Don't have something to do with the machines up here, too? Partnered with no? the Chinese. Okay, okay well... I, I wasn't sure, so I, You know what? Listen, I'm, I'm, I, want, I want to know what uh, Jay's take is on well, this. What's, so, just to rewind for a moment, what's uh, Polyev, what's his stance on the gun freeze? What is he, has he made any definitive statements? My, my, my understanding of Pierre's position is that he wants to re-examine the Firearms Act... It is it is terrifically uh, overcomplicated and vague and and quite frankly uh, is in dire need of a revamp. Uh, I think they want to re-examine. You know, like they keep on saying that they, they want to give back assault rifles to to you know all these conservatives. He's very clearly made it uh, known that he wants to re-examine the Firearms Act, uh, examine the uh, the firearms in the in the various classifications, and and have a, another look at the way these things are, are done, and, and and consult experts like real experts, mm-hmm. not bureaucrats. Uh, certainly not rely on you know uh, public opinion contaminated by. You know, uh, a media that that loves to kind of paint these items into an unfavorable light, but I mean, that's 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 what I, what I understand his mm-hmm. uh, position to be is on it. Does he have any clout to make anything happen? Do you think? Well, like once if he becomes PM, if he becomes prime minister, uh, depending on whether or not it's majority minority, I mean, yeah. uh, I, I would love to see the Firearms Act reexamined. I'd love to have a part in that, quite frankly. Yeah. Well, just right. clean it up. It's 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 like an old old wall in a house that's got a thousand nail holes in it, and you know, patch the paint's peel and all that kind of stuff. It's time to rip the wall down and put up some drywall. That's yeah. that's a good analogy. Yeah. Yeah. Well, the, it, when they presented their list after the Nova Scotia shooting, it included coffee companies. It included, um, like you know, military grade weapons that nobody even has. Anything with the word black in it. Honestly, 
Like, it was such a bizarre, overreaching list. Tow missiles, javelin rockets, all yeah, yeah. The Black yeah. Rifle Coffee Company, everything. Well, actually, in there. the people it, there was that story about the Black Rifle Coffee Company, coffee company, but there was actually a a I rifle uh, with this. It's the same. Justin's name. afraid of anything black unless it's his costume. It's his own face, <laughs> yes. <laughs> and he, to, to go back to what to go back to. Hey, well done, nice, well done. It nice. was there. You took advantage. <laughs> yes, um, I to go back to. I have always said this. To go back to the veterans when you said that you know they, they you, they're asking more than than we can give. I have been saying it for quite a, a long time now that uh, that Justin, his ministers, and just the people, honestly, the people who vote for the liberals that are like still voting for them, they still support them now. I have said they don't like the kind of people that join the military. They do not like the warrior class. They want to get rid of the warrior class. Because if you're going to spread money around like that, where you the government says that they have money to, to throw anywhere, and yet veterans are just asking for the help that they desperately need. But Dave, and they're one, not getting it. But Dave, one of the big one of the big issues is that the military is not homogeneous, and one of the issues is the officer class. The officer class is overwhelmingly liberal, and many of those people, university graduates, uh, lawyers, um, uh, teachers, um, people with uh, very um, compromised opinions, because of their indoctrination in. Um, secondary and post-secondary uh, education, I can tell you as a veteran, a lot of the officer class are compromised. And although there's a few hard hardcore kick-ass warriors in that group, the vast majority of them would gladly take a position in the Liberal Party as a as a, you know, a backbencher just to have a job and a pension. And I know that many of them are in line for that and um it is it is a very uh, split sort of organization you've got the soldiers and the non-commissioned officers then you've got the officer class and uh it's a throwback to the old like pre-world war one days where you know you had the wealthy sons of the of the you know the the uh, privileged class uh commanding the working class and because they had the money to buy their commissions. Yes, and and we have a very similar situation going on in the armed forces now. And, you know, yeah, a lot of those veterans who come back and don't have any support, they're the they're the troops, you know, and it's the, uh, the officer class who have thrown them to the wolves. In fact, most of the veterans, especially the ones with combat experience, are not welcome in the forces now. They do not want those guys because most of them will down a guy who runs their mouth too fucking long. Right. And that's not what they want. What they want is people who will do as they're told and will accept the social engineering of the Canadian Armed Forces into a non-combat effective, socially acceptable public service organization that will predominantly be used for aid to civil power. Uh, police support and um, they can't be used for anything at the moment. We've we've got well, there's a, no, there's no there's nothing left. Our Canadian forces the has forces been are gutted done. They're done. and absolutely brought to bottom, far below. We've given the, away most of our heavy weapons well, to the, to Ukraine. Yeah. 
God right? damn. We gave all our heavy artillery the, the away. It's gone. The minimum amount of membership that yeah. we are supposed to maintain as a country that, uh, you know, they put effort and time into crunching these numbers and saying, what is our basic minimum of membership? We're below half of that. Do you know what our, combat, our combat strength right now is in the forces? for a military. Nothing. Our combat strength in the forces is below 3,000. Oh. Yeah. No fucking shit. Yeah, and we, we when, cannot when put they a have combat to put together brigade. a practice, uh, you know, mission yeah. where they're they're going to get, uh, you know, the, the new recruits together and do some kind of operation to practice. It takes a year to plan it. Oh, I know. And, and you have to fill it up mess. with reserves. Honestly, and yeah, yeah, yeah. we no, have nothing horrible. as far as a military force goes. But that's not surprising to anyone who's been watching our government not paying attention to our north, um, our, our sovereign, you know, passages in the north which are super important and filled with russian and chinese people at the moment our military is so so abysmal at the moment and then i watch the uh the head uh i don't recall his name but who just recently said recruitment is so poor and so dire at the moment that he was calling a freeze on all operations at the same time as he uh, verifies that he is going to punish and kick out anybody who refused the vaccine long after the vaccine mandates were lifted. So the impetus for that decision is gone. And yet he wants to remove perfectly good, equipped, trained. These are expensive members. He wants to boot them for the fuck of it. And then also complain in the same breath that we don't have enough military members. It's so embarrassing. People are laughing at us. This is shameful. So the, really mili- shameful. So the military is is top heavy. The the, the government oh, is, is, is been that way gov- for a we, long, we, long, we're not long equipped time. with actual members. And, no. and the government is top heavy. And the gun legislation is is miles and miles of red tape, yep. right? That we can't see through. So we're so where where do we find a solution? What can we like what other than we change governments right okay we change the system that's it and i mean and and, and i mean um we need we need to elect a government that we will hold we will hold to a certain standard now now i will say with the recent handgun ban i will say this publicly i've read a lot of disturbing things in social media with people and and a lot of support coming up from the states because the Americans have the Second Amendment and a lot of people saying, you know, live free or die, you know, from my cold dead hands and all that kind of stuff. And I get that. I totally sympathize with that with that state of mind. However, we don't need anybody to do anything stupid and we certainly don't need the most trusted and vetted members of the community to start running their mouths now so that we prove all the fuckheads right when they say nobody can be trusted with these tools um we need to maintain our discipline we need to maintain our calm we need to be very careful and we need to pursue political change that promotes our views and our activities nothing else is acceptable and anyone we, th- we do set an example absolutely yeah. and i mean I, I you know how many times has a gun owner been in a situation in a bar where you've just wanted to slug some loudmouth piece of shit and you've just held off because you've got a gun license 
you punch a guy in the face, you're going to lose it. So you, you're going to gonna lose your collection. Life, you're going to you're, you're going to you're going to lose your collection. You know. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, so Brian, so guns do save lives. So, so, <laughs> well, they save jaws. <laughs> so, so Brian, I'm I'm going to ask you, what do you say to all the people out there that say different wings of a same same bird? What do you tell those people? Because I'm hearing a lot of that, right? Like, you know what? Oh, they're all on the same team. They're coordinating. Uh, believe me, I've had plenty of good friends, smart friends. And you know what? I get it. it. It gives me pause, you know, to think about uh, whether or not we're being played. Well, it, it may or may not be true, but here's the deal. If we're being played, there's nothing you can do about it. And I mean nothing. Anybody who thinks they're going to fight them off with their guns or they're going to, you know, stop them with their financial power. Listen, if you're Elon Musk, yeah, you can throw a wrench into the whole system. Oh, yeah? Fuck you. I'm going to buy fucking Twitter. <laughs> what do you think of that? Rick? And I'm going to fire right? 75% of the employees. Well, yeah, yeah, he's buying it. <laughs> he's yeah, buying it. He's going through with it. And he's going to... <laughs> And he's already indicated he's going to fire seventy five percent of the fire seventy five percent of the yeah it's great yeah. good the easiest for him. way to find out which seventy five percent is who donated to the Democratic Party and who yep. donated to the Republican Party and who didn't donate at all forget you that know, who's and, been squawking for the last uh, fucking look, look six and the reality months. is here guys like going back thousands of years there's always people behind this is not about nations it's not about political leaders it's not even and I hear all these anti fucking capitalist people going you fucking corporate Operations. It's like, shut the fuck up. Everything that has sucked hard over the last six to seven years has been government driven. It has not been driven by banks. It has not been driven by fucking corporations or Those by. governments or, are driven by corporations. What are you talking about? No, no, no. Yeah, no, they no, are. I disagree. The people I disagree. Who pay them no. to do what they do. Uh, it's above corporations. Okay, it's above this whole, corporations. This whole concept of it's a shadow government and elites behind the scenes. That yes. But that's not a corporation. Those people pay for their that's puppets not a to do what they are told to do. That's not a corporation. A corporation is a business that hires people and fires people and pays taxes or cheats taxes or creates something or doesn't create something. There's people above and beyond that. There's nothing. So when you ever... have a family like the Rothschilds who own okay, so now oh yeah, and you know the lizard people. And here that, we go. That is a driver. <laughs> it's that the is Rothschild. a driver. Oh, it comes down to oh a handful. God. Of people. Maybe Get so, another, and there's and there's <laughs> nothing we will ever do about it. No, ever. I agree been with here you there. And you know what? I, you know what? My advice is find vote, Jesus. Vote, find Jesus. Vote for. <laughs> you know what? Vote, vote, vote for the government that fucks you the least hard. Yeah. That's you the way what? Canadians have been doing it for generations. That's it. It's they like don't find, vote for the best person. Find they vote someone the, who uses the, the best quality know, lube. That's the least all annoying. insane. Yeah. I mean, and, I, look, and I'm a fan of independent journalism. If the, the conservatives will let me keep my out. guns, then they can keep robbing me. While I don't we give keep, a shit. While we keep voting and wondering if our votes uh, even matter and this debate will go on and on, you know, do it. Look, and I'm and also vote. support your local independent news. Support support independent journalists. I, gr- I agree with push that. Push and shove and ask questions and push back and yeah, don't, don't just take it lying down and accept the, the cancel culture and the censorship and the bullshit. So, 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 so Heather, Heather you can... You can fight whether or not you take the vaccine, and you can fight who you vote for to make sure you can keep your guns or not keep your guns. Honestly, you, at this you point, can't, asking you can't, questions is fighting. You can't make you can't make a decision or a vote 
that is going to fight someone who's controlling the someone who's controlling no, the someone who's controlling your but government. But you know what? It really, I think, I think it sticks in their craw sure when it does. things don't go according to plan and when massive amounts of people start saying, I no longer watch mainstream media. Yeah, or I my no, president no has longer, gone seen on. I no longer trust my doctor. <laughs> yeah. When, when the average person, regardless of political persuasion, is starting to wake up and say, you know, I'm not buying into this charade anymore. And they're asking questions and they're saying no and they're doing their own thing and they're fucking homeschooling like in right? massive yeah, numbers. Yeah, that's, that's happening. People are pulling out of this system and making decisions for themselves and it sounds small and maybe it sounds insignificant. I don't think it is. I think it's, it's actually a huge yeah. pain in the ass for the people who are trying to control everything. I think well, and again, all you all you can you do, do and all you can do is live is live a, as independent a life yeah. as you possibly so can. So grow your but, you vegetables. Know, but don't yeah. go to Amazon. And you don't recognize do, do what you can do on a small scale. But still recognize that 50% of everything you're ever going to be worth, you're giving away some piece of shit behind the scenes. Just, and that's just a fact. Just stop thinking negative, Brian. Oh, listen, listen. It's <laughs> your comp, John Spartan. You know what? Now I got to go polish my guns. I just. <laughs> <laughs> you know, I'm, I'm curious. I know, mean, for now. <laughs> I'm, I'm curious to know what Jay has to think about this. Come on, Jay. What, give, give us a little something. Well, I think for sure. I mean, we've, we've talked, like Heather said, you know, there's a lot of people who are, you know, have opted for homeschooling. And, uh, and those sorts of things frighten me a bit because. Um, because you're a teacher. No! It has nothing to do with any sort of job security. It's, there's no, there's no uh, ulterior motive here. But I think uh, 90% of the people who homeschool their children shouldn't have had children to begin with, right? And, <laughs> and, and, who's, and who's actually educate? Where are they getting their information? This is the thing. So once upon a time, I mean, how many years ago did we read what David Icke had to say? You're familiar with some of David yeah. Icke's works. And I mean, at the time, everybody thought he was a complete lunatic, probably still is. I don't really know. But at that time, you might have had 5% of the population reading what David Icke had to say about the Bilderbergs and, you know, uh, the Rothschilds and so on and, and, the, and the alien people and all these sorts of things. Now, it, it, you, can't, you, you can't swing a dead cat without hitting it because it's everywhere. Right. But, but the driver for people homeschooling is right. more about not having their kids go to school and be taught about masturbation and gay sex at age five. Okay. A lot of parents and families are just so tired of fighting that battle sure. and, and they just don't want the government to be in charge yep. of educating their kids. And then, right. I think and I think that's the big thing. I mean, my big criticism with all this is really it's not it's not what one government. I mean, I have friends who are hardcore leftist NDPs, some communist fanboys. I've got, you know, friends who are hardcore libertarians who think, you know, Ted Kaczynski was a hero and, and you know, uh, and all this kind of stuff. But, but here's the thing, man. You either decide that you think that government gets everything right and they should be trusted with everything, or you think that for the most part, government's pretty fucked up. And... They should be left to run as few things as possible, and everything else should be either left to, to the 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 public sector or, or sorry the private sector or you know individuals, and it's one or the other, and 
I tend to lean more towards let's have a smaller government that stays out of our fucking lives and we let the market and individuals look after each other and and you know like you talked about homeschooling I'm right. not against homeschooling and and I want you to stop and think about this the experiment is not homeschooling the experiment is institutionalized schooling that's new yeah, that's only been here a hundred years. That's only yes. been here a hundred years. And, it was and why was it created? Why was it created? Yes, to create most workers. people don't look back and ask why was this whole, whole system put in place in the first place. Schooling systems were created to create workers who would go to work, yeah. shut the fuck well, up, make cars, and, to, and pay their taxes. And to take that daycare. role away daycare. from the family. Yeah. Yeah, and, and our George government does not like he individual families having just control. smart enough to work the machines and yeah. just dumb enough to just not even notice that they're being screwed over by the government. Yeah. yeah. I'm oh, yeah. paraphrasing. That's not the whole thing, but I'm paraphrasing. But it, it, it is closer. And again, here's you, the deal. If you haven't looked into it, research the history of uh, government schooling in North America, the way that it's run. It's a short-lived history, and there well, are certain people who started that. And all the way through it, I mean, there's been horrible things, like stuff that's happened to people of color. And, and, and the United States has been a really interesting um, sort of Petri dish of all kinds of weirdness going on. Uh, medical experiments, uh, scientific experiments, educational experiments, um, and and it's been very concerning. Um, you know, you look at how, how strong education played a role in, for instance, Edwardian and Victorian England, and then what happened when World War um, destroyed the vast majority of the educated class after World War One, um, and it basically turned the country into a socialist paradise because everyone who'd been educated died, and everyone left went. So why the fuck are we dying for all these people who are profiting off of our suffering? Which they did. I mean, I'm a big fan of capitalism, but people made billions of dollars in the 19-teens selling nitrates and, and munitions and manufacturing weapons so that people could go out and kill each other. At the end of which, we ended up with 20 years of peace and a, and a, and a, a Germany so pissed off that they voted one of the most evil men in history into power so that he could try to destroy the world again. And you look at it and you go, yeah, but these people got voted in. These people got elected. There are fucking politicians. We need to trust them. Oh, yeah, everything's great. I'm going to go to school. I'm going to learn what I'm going to learn. I'm going to go to work. I'm going to pay my taxes. He was a bit of a silver-tongued devil. Well, though, I, mean, like, I mean, all you know, of them. All of them. <laughs> well, you know, like Mussolini, Mussolini. Like, I, I look at Mussolini, and I find him far more interesting than Hitler because Mussolini wanted to return Italy to Roman glory. And Rome is one of the most important. It's, it's as important as Greece. What have the Romans? ever done, Brian? <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, the, the aqueduct. There's still some Roman roads that are being used for this day. Security? Brian, the what, wine? Do you, what do you think about folks like uh, Mr. George Soros, who uh, in, in multiple interviews has said that he gets a particular thrill, just like a personal thrill, a kick, out of funding both sides of a war so that he can move about chess pieces on a board and just see what will happen. This Machiavellian I, kind I, of approach. Like, so I'm, not, this, I'm not a fan of George you, Soros. You know this guy I, I know, is a bajillionaire, right? And, no, I know and his so deal. His fingers are in everything, definitely in U.S. politics, but also global politics. 
when we look at a situation like the current U Ukraine conflict or... Hey. What are you... Sorry, sorry. What are you doing? So, so, so I wonder, I wonder how that relates when, you, when you know that people like that with a ton so, of money are actively manipulating both sides of disagreements well, for it, fun. And it's it's interesting, you know, so Heather. Can, what, but I guess sorry to interrupt. Go ahead, there, go but ahead. Like, what is it we can do about that sort of thing? Right? I don't like, know if we can do anything I, be, besides trying to wake people up to that. That's fact. that's my big thing. Like, yeah. and I I said this to my family because they get really annoyed with me they're like oh my god you're so manic about all this stuff i find it fascinating and it is i think it's you know you don't feel like such a sucker when at least you can see what's going on now yeah. you may not be able to do anything and god god knows like any of these people are like i'm gonna fucking bomb up and go down and fight the bad it's like shut the fuck up you're not gonna do anything go play call of duty fuckhead right go eat a bag of chips and 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 no and you're gonna get into a truck and drive to ottawa no exactly yeah <laughs> well uh, well but but you know what but you know what the people who got into a truck and drove to ottawa and peacefully protested they did it right yeah. And we're now at the point when our government that, won't that tolerate that. That was a beautiful thing. Can they we won't, just take a they moment they to talk about the fucking trucker protest? You know, they will freeze your that fucking bank accounts. Thing. They will freeze your bank yeah, accounts. Still they will arrest you, for throw that, you in ass. You can shoot someone dead in the streets of Toronto and they will let you out on bail. Oh, but yes. if you go and no, protest the fucking you government, you'll rot in jail. to the trucker convoy and you're screwed. But can we just say that was a pivotal moment for Canada. And, and the world paid attention. That was a huge <laughs> amount of people. Will. So not just the people who showed up in Ottawa, but the thousands and thousands of people who were on every single overpass, all the Bob and Marge and the Well, look kids, at Holland now. regular like, Holland is folks. doing the same thing. I mean, they're following the pattern. They followed it all over Europe. It Germany did the same. Britain did the same. How many people in Canada are concerned? They are tired of this. They want something else. They want to speak up. They want to be heard. It, they they would have had us believe before you know February this past year they would have had us believe that it was a fringe, a small number funded of crazy, by uh, foreign interests yeah, and like yeah. kooky individuals just a few right no it's actually a massive amount of people it's most of us it's a lot of us regular folks and many who came liberals out. and NDPers yes, too but the there was families American who money came out to wave flags and cheer those nope, trucks there was not. on if there was there was small donations small donations by individual people oh yeah I, I no they, like they, they wasn't there a ton of money came from nope. they investigated nope. and nope. cleared nope. that nope. that was Canadian lies yeah that that was a line that was pushed and it was double investigated and cleared the, uh, not true whatsoever in fact most of the donations that and amounting in tens of millions right were 25 and 50 dollar donations from individual Regular Canadians. little folks yeah, no no big corporate brother? anything yes. it was yes is that true yes yeah jagmeet sings Jag 50 sings. yeah yeah, yeah, yeah. I, would like, I would like to point out though that um you know what everybody says about oh. the 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 give me the mic the, um the trucker protest that that week uh, 
crime was down in the area. Oh, yes. Right. So if you want to lower crime in the cities, don't ban guns. Have trucker convoys show up in your area yeah. and nice. crime will go down. The, right? the Jane police and there were a week of truckers, punch. It'll be good. Can you, can you uh, imagine the, that the kind of activity in Toronto, though? The oh sidewalks were shoveled. Yeah. Uh, the homeless people said they've never had it so good. There were food kitchens operating 24-7, yes. cooking who meals food, and giving them out it. to people. There were trailers uh, spaced out all down... Um, yeah. Uh, what's was it? Wellington. Wellington. Wellington yes. Street. And they had bags. The one trailer had bags, like shopping bags, hanging on hooks. Yeah. And if truckers came by or somebody's going to, hey, here's a bag of food. Here's a bag yeah, of food. Yeah. Here's a bag of food. Not a um, single road was blocked. No hospitals or emergency vehicles were blocked. In fact, the only blockages that are noted were the city actually preemptively closing some of the uh, on ramps and off ramps. And that was their choice. It wasn't truckers doing that. And the truckers were only parked on Wellington, and there was another block over, and then the city had those streets blocked off of the third street. So it wasn't the entire downtown. Yeah. Anybody who says that is is lying because yeah, there, there was only it was only two streets of trucks, and then of course there was the cross street, so there was a few of those. That it was a probably less than a ten minute walk from one end to the other. Nothing was blocked. Um, yeah. And it ended at uh, the Rideau Canal, the uh, Hotel Richelieu, and then it was down. It basically petered out at the uh, uh, the federal courthouse. So, I, sorry, I, 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 well, I was gonna. I was. I was thinking that we should point out that there were no arsons in any way connected to the uh, convoy protests, even though a shit ton of liberal MPs, right, touted that lie. Okay. Oh, and, and, the, and the rapes. Oh, oh Jesus! Right, you know anybody anybody that was there knows. It was just, it was just liberal MPs that were worried about I'm, that. I though. made a point of talking <laughs> to police officers while I was there, and I was there for the the full first two weeks, multiple times. How long did the thing last? Uh, three, it lasted three. for what three and a half weeks. The first two were awesome. Um, and the stormtroopers I talked up. to police officers while I was there, and and my friends that I was with, we interacted with them regularly, also via text. I was talking to Toronto cops and various other RCMP officers that I communicate with, and they said, hands down, unequivocally, all of them, wow, this is the best protest we've ever been to because people are hospitable. We can communicate with them. They are peaceful. We haven't arrested a single soul, I was told, after the first week. Nobody. No drunken conduct. No violence. Nobody was arrested. Um, and, and they were enjoying it. In fact, they, they were relaxing and passing the people peace pipe and having conversations with people there and building awesome community it was going super well until they swapped all those local cops out brought in some opp and rcmp and uh changed the tactics in the third week but in the it first the two weeks the, and the hot tubs that really no, off. the only violence that was witnessed in the first two weeks of the ottawa protest were eggs thrown by leftists who did not like us there they were antifa folks and they were threatening the local restaurants who dared to stay open didn't you hear Right, people were traumatized by it. Honking horns. They could still smell the fumes of the trucks. They they characterized the trucks as weapons. Right, like listening to the uh, inquiry into the invocation of the Emergency Act is disgusting. Right, like when you listen to people talking about this stuff, it's like frightening to think that some people are that 
you know, easily shook. He just wanted to do it because his dad did it. Oh, God. You know what? My dad did it. I want to be as big as my dad. Well, I told told my friends in law enforcement. He's been doing it the whole time. I've told my friends in law enforcement. I said, he's going to do it. You watch. And they said, there's no way. He's not going to do it. There's no way. And I said, you watch. He's going to. He's on trial now, so. (laughs) Well, well, think, think about it. If this was Harper at the G20... They'd be burning him in effigy in the streets, but because it's Trudeau, he gets away with rape. He gets away with blackface. He gets away with lying. He gets away with stealing. He gets away with destroying the Canadian economy. He gets away with invoking the Emergencies Act. He gets away with everything, and no one fucking cares. And the reality is, is because who whoever's behind it is funding all the information. Uh, dissemination to Canadians so that we still have somewhere around 28 to 30 percent of Canadians who think he's doing an acceptable job and that's that's a problem bullshit I think that that's downhill it may I have met people who said I've always voted liberal I've yeah. always voted well, liberal sure. so yeah. I asked him I said have you paid attention to what is happening Have you? are you aware of what this government has done that and also, you, you you voted liberal when you were, you know, 10, 20 years younger. That's the conservative party now. Everything shifted so far left that what you voted for is now conservative. And a lot of them look at me like, really? So I explain, what's the what's this government doing? What's What the Trudeau's been found the guilty of? The Overton window has shifted, and that's verifiable and they, and they, from they, objective they, I, I sources. See, I can see at least the thinking in their head, like, Okay, then maybe yeah. I, maybe I should pay a little bit more attention. The terms and, need to change because people it. don't know what they are actually representing when they vote. Well, I, I'm going to say this. All right, um, it's nice to see a shift occurring uh, among the left. You can see clearly that people are beginning to question things in ways they have not before. I'm uh, definitely seeing some eyes being opened. Uh, I don't care who you are. It's uh, clear to me that uh, people on the left are starting to uh, wake up and realize what's going on. I would also like to point out, okay, this is interesting. I just read this now. A tweet, or it appears to be a tweet from the Toronto Police Association. Get this. You're going to love this one. Criminals will always find ways to get handguns. What's really needed is strong deterrence for those who use them, bail reforms, minimum sentences, and consecutive periods of parole in ineligibility ineligibility for multiple murderers. Yeah, and the liberals won't do that. Right. Because because now that we let criminals vote, those people all vote liberal. Well, a big... And you know what? If that's 2%, They'll take it. Well, a big shout out to the Toronto Police Association for doing the right thing yeah, and speaking up. God bless. Keep look, doing look, it. Keep I was at the, I was at the range. I was at the range the other day, and the coppers there. I was. Uh, I won't tell you what police service was there, but they were all they were training with their C eights and their 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 service pistols, and they were doing their thing. And you know, I was out there. I was actually you know running rapid fire on a Lee Enfield a three hundred eight, eh? and the guys were like, "Oh wow, man, that's really cool, Lee Enfield." I'm like, "Hey, you got level four plates?" And they're like, "Ah, fuck." <laughs> <laughs> right? So they had a good laugh at that. And I, and I said, no, guys, like, what do you think? And they were all pissed because all of them owned AR-15s. All of them owned handguns. They were all pissed off about the whole thing. Cops don't like this. And the reality is, you know, here's what's coming. If we all lose our guns, the cops are losing their guns, too. Exactly. The, those guns are going. Right? So the cops will be out on the streets running around like a bunch of London bobbies, getting whacked by guys with axes and shit. Nobody wants this. No, we don't nobody wants this, but it's a sales pitch. And and that's the thing, guys. Like everyone has to realize 
everything that's going on today is a goddamn sales pitch. You can't watch a fucking TV show or a ball game or a friggin', you know, like, like you can't do anything without someone trying to sell you some line of bullshit. And it's so frustrating. And again, you know, uh, uh, Jay said, you know, well, you know, what do, what do you expect to do about it? Well, as long as we can see that it's that's the case. That's huge. That's a win. That's a win because you know what? If you're if you're an intelligent and educated uh, population uh, that sees through the lies and the bullshit, then then we're we're one step up on them. And maybe one day we can change the system, get someone in. Maybe someone like Pierre will come along and be able to make changes that that will look after us all better than the system we have now. Well, That's what we have to hope for. Well, I truly, I truly believe that there is some merit in continuing to apply pressure to people like Doug Ford, who, by the way, publicly came out and said there was absolutely no point in pursuing bans. Two years ago, uh, he he made multiple press conferences, came out publicly. I've called his office several times and indicated, you know what, he's already spoken publicly about this before and made official statements saying that he's not in support, and that was part of his campaign platform. There's no point in, in bans, right? It, it won't impact right the criminals in any way. It's not going to change anything, and if, if anything, it only impacts good law-abiding citizens who've done nothing wrong. So I got to say it, right, keep applying pressure to Ford's office because we'd love to see him get on board with Alberta, Saskatchewan, Yukon, and New Brunswick, right? And, you know, yeah, yeah, absolutely. Manitoba. And Manitoba. God bless. God bless the people that are standing against this, right? Stay strong, folks, right? And keep the pressure up. It's really important that we let them know how the public feels about these things. And on that note, we're going to wrap this thing up. All right, folks, thank you so much for listening. Thank you so much, Jericho Dave, for being here. Thanks, guys. Pleasure all to be right. here. No and one cares. Work harder. All right. Absolutely. Right. Big J, thank you so much for joining us tonight. Thanks a lot for having me and listening. Uh, it was it was a great little fireside chat, and I hope everybody learned something. We can all uh, we can all make a difference. You're right. Absolutely. And podcast Brian. Thanks for having me, Mark. And the lovely Heather. Thank you. Good night. Okay, folks. Thank you for listening. Don't forget to like and subscribe to us on YouTube and Instagram. And as always, Canada, shoot straight. Stay safe.